Welcome back, friends. Today we'll be listening to Malcolm Geith's poem, I Am the Light of the World, based upon Jesus' words in John 8, where he says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. On Malcolm's webpage, he always includes an image to go along with his poems, and in this case he actually included two. One is of sunlight making its way through the lush green leaves of a tree, and the other is of C.S. Lewis's memorial in the poet's corner of Westminster Abbey. And carved into Lewis's memorial are the words where he said, I believe in Christianity as I believe that the sun has risen, not only because I see it, but because by it I see everything else. Lewis said that those words inspired the opening lines of this poem. I see your world in light that shines behind me, lit by a sun whose rays I cannot see. The smallest gleam of light still seems to find me, or find the child who's hiding deep inside me. I see your light reflected in the water, or kindled suddenly in someone's eyes. It shimmers through the living leaves of summer, or spills from silver veins in leaden skies. It gathers in the candles at our vespers. It concentrates in tiny drops of dew. At times it sings for joy. At times it whispers. But all the time it calls me back to you. I follow you upstream through this dark night. My saviour, source and spring. My life and light. One of my favorite lines in the general thanksgiving prayer that we pray every morning in the daily office is asking God to give us a greater awareness of his mercies. And we pray, the prayer goes, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise. I always love that line, asking God to give us a greater awareness of his mercies. In many ways, I think that's the essence of the Christian life, seeking a greater awareness of God's saving grace, a greater awareness of his presence, a greater awareness of his calling on our lives. It's not about producing or doing as much as it is about becoming aware of what God has already done and what he continues to do as he sustains us. It's about learning to stand in awe and wonder and worship and seeking to live in line with the mercies of God by the power of the Holy Spirit. It starts with awareness, but that awareness takes intention. It doesn't just happen on its own. It takes time and intention to look and see the mercies of God which are new every morning. 
and to seek to live into the rhythms of God's grace by the power of His Holy Spirit. It takes intention, and this poem helps us do that. It helps us do that by inviting us to become aware of the ways that God is revealing Himself to us in His creation, in the kindness of others, in the acts of corporate worship, in the moments of joy, both great and small. All of these things are calling us and pointing us to God Himself. And this poem does such a wonderful thing. It starts off by describing the light as something behind us. It says, I see your world in light that shines behind me. So that light comes from behind and enables us to see everything in front of us by that light. But the poem also says that the smallest gleam of light still seems to find me or find the child who's hiding deep inside me. So it's not only that the light lightens everything that we see before us, but it's effectual in us. It does something in us as well. And as it does its work in us, then we're able not simply just to see the world as mere water and leaves and drops of dew or candles in a church building, but as signs and symbols that point us to God himself. And then all of a sudden the light is not merely behind us, but it's also before us, calling us forth and inviting us home. And that's why the poem ends with these words. But all the time it calls me back to you. I follow you upstream through this dark night, my savior, source, and spring, my life and light. So again, the light is not only behind us, as we hear in the beginning, but it's also before us, calling us home and leading us unto God. So here's the invitation of this poem, I think. It's to ask God to shine his light upon us more and more, to find us and bring forth that childlike faith in us more and more. And then to ask God for a greater awareness of his mercies, to see the world anew bathed in the light of Christ. And for that awareness to draw us more deeply unto Jesus himself. But again, this takes time and intention so how are you taking time to see God's light in the world? How are you giving yourself more time and space to be aware of the glories of God all around you, in the beauty of his creation, in the kindness of others, in the glories of worship? How are you intentionally giving yourself to a deeper awareness of the glories of God that are all around you, which are calling you and drawing you closer to him? After listening to Malcolm's poem one more time, I would encourage you to take some time to ponder that question in the presence of God. I see your light reflected in the water, 
or kindled suddenly in someone's eyes. It shimmers through the living leaves of summer or spills from silver veins in leaden skies. It gathers in the candles at our vespers. It concentrates in tiny drops of dew. At times it sings for joy. At times it whispers. But all the time it calls me back to you. I follow you upstream through this dark night. My saviour, source and spring. My life and light.